Amen. You may be seated. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. It's good to sing. It's good to worship. It's good to be in His presence. It's good to be with like-minded believers. Those who, you know, we, we have the same word. We have the same hope. We have the same faith as in Christ Jesus and Him only. Him alone. If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me over to the book of Daniel. This morning it's a very familiar passage that uh, really doesn't take preaching. It doesn't need any real explanation or commentary. It's a story that you've heard since elementary school, many of you. They, uh, Sunday schools, vacation Bible schools, you preach about it ever so often. It's the story of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're the three men that were thrown into the fiery furnace. And when you hear about that, you already think, I, I know this story. Of course you do. You've heard this story. It's very familiar. And you say, well, how does, this, how does this Old Testament book relate to today? It does. We've been reading through God's Word together. We've been reading the Bible together. And even though we've had some breaks on Wednesday night, and we've been out doing some fun things and enjoying time together and getting to know one another a little better. It's been good. That's been really, really good. And, and all the while, we've been continuing to study and read God's Word all along. And, and I want to encourage you to continue to read the Bible. We, we, every week you come in, and inside the bulletin you have the Bible reading plan, and I want to encourage you to read along as, as we're reading together. A couple of weeks ago, this was our text, and I was thinking about this. I, I preached a sermon very similar to this about five years or so ago down in Exile, and uh, somebody sent me that a couple of weeks ago, Miss Jenny did, and, and it reminded me of, of that story. And as I was reading through it, I think we were, I guess we were kind of reading the same thing together, everybody. And I honestly tried to go away from this because I knew there wouldn't be a lot of people here today. I'm going to be honest, I knew attendance would be down. I knew we had a big group gone. And I'm like, I want everybody to be there. My flesh was like, I want the whole, I want the crowd to be there. And as I went through the week and as I prayed, and uh, my flesh was saying, no, we need, everybody needs to hear this. We don't, need a, we don't need it to be scattered around like this. Vacation Bible school's over. People are resting. Uh, summer's about over. They're getting their trips in. It's summertime. People are gone. You look on Facebook and you see people are going. And the Lord wouldn't release me from this. There's a reason I'm preaching this today. There's a reason that first group heard it. There's a reason second group hears it. It's relevant to us today. We just got to allow the Spirit of God to speak to you right now. You got to say, Lord, um, I want to hear from you. In Vacation Bible School, I, one of the groups, I, I, the older group, I talked to them about how to study the Word. It's very simple. You, you pray, Lord God, I want to hear from you. Lord, I'm about to sit down in front of your Word. It's a living, breathing, it's a live book. And God, I just want to hear from you, and, and you pray, and you, and you have a passage, whether it's a few verses, or a longer passage, or a chapter or two, and, and when you finish reading, you pray again, and you say, Lord, I, I'm listening, God, I, how does this apply to me today? Well, how do I, how do I uh, take what I've heard from you, and, and how do I allow it to minister to me, and transform me, and make me into who you desire me to be, and then you simply be quiet. And you listen, you pray, read, pray, listen. Pray, read, pray, listen. And I think that even is relevant 
to these Old Testament books that we've been reading through. I mean, these stories that we've known all of our lives. I mean, you know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king builds a big thing. They don't bow down to it. They're thrown into the fire. God gets them through it, and you know the story. You know Daniel and the lion's den. You know these stories. Joan and the whale got it figured out. But guys, there's nuggets, there's truth, there's principles, there's things there that apply to today. That really is, is transformative. I believe, I believe that we as people, when we as finite human beings read the Word of God and when we pray and when we read it and when we pray and we ask the Spirit of God to come and, and speak to us and, and move in our lives, I do not think we stay the same. I think it transforms us. There's no way that we can hear the voice of God. Literally, that's what we hear when we read this book is we're hearing the literal words of God speaking to our lives. We cannot walk away from that and be the same. You must be transformed. Or you can either ignore it, and you can just not listen to it. You can be distracted and just kind of going through the motions and reading at 100 miles an hour and get back to Facebook or Instagram or back to whatever you're going to and, and not really care. But if you're wanting to, if you're wanting God to really make you into the image of His Son and, and bring you from where we are to where God wants us to be and and you know, I believe that most Christians desire that. Guys, the best I can be is a mess up. But the best God can make us into being, there's no limit to what God can do in us. There's no limit to what God can do through us. But we've got to allow it to, to, a word I don't use a lot, but I think about it, to kind of marinate in it. You know, you... You cooks, I'm not a cook. I know I tell you I do all the cooking around the house, but I don't do any of the cooking around the house. It's all her. I see her do stuff. She puts things in juices, and they suck up all the juices, and she cooks it. That's what I want to do in this. I just want to suck up all this stuff, don't y'all? I just want to, I just want to marinate in this thing, because I, I don't want to just kind of have it peppered on me and bounce off. No, I want to marinate in the Word. I just want it to get deep inside of me. Because I'm hard-headed. Anybody relate? I'm stubborn. I'm easily distracted. I'm easily pulled from here to there. I'm easily, easily, easily messed up. Guys, what I'm about to say, what this word says is so relevant to us today. So relevant. Uh, look at the context. The context of what's going on here is pretty simple. Beginning in chapter 3, verse 1 of the book of Daniel, it says... Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, the height of which was 60 cubits, and its width was 6 cubits, and he set it up on the plain of Dora in the province of Babylon. That's the backdrop of the rest of the conversation. You say, well, how big is 60 cubits? Well, the best way to understand it is a cubic is a foot and a half. Okay, simple math, 60 cubits is 90 feet tall. I asked the question earlier, it's taller than this building. I'm like, maybe this room is tall enough. No, it's way taller than this building. It's 90 feet high. That's 30 yards high. And then it's six cubics wide, which makes it nine feet wide. 
So Nebuchadnezzar has built this massive statue that's nine feet wide. That makes it about, it makes it wider than the wood part here. It's, I'd say about there, it's, it's, it's about that wide and 90 feet to the sky. It's a massive statue. And he sticks it out on the plain of Dora so everybody can see it. That's the backdrop. It's where we are. Keep reading. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent word to assemble the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, and the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the province were assembled for the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, To you the command is given, O peoples, nations, and men of every language, that at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. But whoever does not fall down in worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, at that time when all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and men of every language fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. That's the context, the backdrop, and the situation all in one. You've got this 9 by 90 massive statue that's been built. And every time this, this music starts playing, every time the, the bagpipes, the lyre, the psaltery, the trigon, every time all this, all sorts of music is going to go off. Everybody in everywhere is supposed to bow down and worship this image. The issue, we know, Ten Commandments tells us, Exodus 20, verse 3 says, You shall have no other gods before me. We don't worship graven images. We, we don't do that type stuff. And here's the, here is a rule set out by a man, set out by a leader, that directly goes against, contradicts the word that God so clearly tells us. Because I'm going to tell you right now, and even in 2022... And every day of our life, the music plays. Music plays every single day of our life. And the question is, are we bowing down to other things? Are we giving all of our allegiance, all of our loyalty, all of our everything that we have? Notice, just think through. You have to. Here's how you allow a text, a thought, an idea, a challenge, a warning like this to marinate in and through you is you have to take inventory of your life. Where's your money go? Where's your time go? Where's your resources? Where's your energy? Where's your effort? Look at your calendar. Look at your schedule. Look at, look at all the things that are hanging all over your refrigerator and all the sticky notes all over your desk and all the little reminders that pop up on your phone. Guys, the music plays every single day of our lives. That music to come and to bow down 
that music to come and, and, and worship something, to give everything that you are to something. It can be family, it can be children, it can be a group of people. Uh, guys, the music plays all the time. God says, hey, you don't have no other gods before me. You do not worship anything but me. You don't allow anything to, you don't allow anything to come between me and you. It should be us and Him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got the same command that the rest of the people got. They hear that, hey, there's this 90 by 90 Nine by ninety foot statue out there, and everybody is worshiping it. But I know this is wrong. And the music played. Can you can you imagine what it must have felt like? Can you imagine? And again, scripture. One of the things that we're not given in scripture is time frames. Okay, we don't know the time frame between the next gap. Look at the very next verse. It says. For this reason, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and brought charge against the Jews. So the music must have played numerous days. The music must have played on several days, and people started noticing that, hey, there's a group of folks that's not bowing down. We don't know if it was a week, a month, a year. We don't know how long this process took. But people started noticing that, hey, there's a group of people that it doesn't matter what you, O king, say. It doesn't matter what the rest of the people is doing. It doesn't matter if everybody else is doing it. They're not. And the Chaldeans brought to Nebuchadnezzar a complaint against the Jews that they're not bowing down. Side note, question, food for thought, does anybody notice that about us? They're different. They're different. I'm not talking about in this room. Because, <laughs> you know, in this room is where we talk about it, but out there is where we apply it. They're different. Music's playing, but they're not bowing down. The music's playing, they're not running with the crowd. Music's playing, they don't care what the consequences are, they're not falling for it. They're, they're kind of they're beating to their own drum, and it's really not their drum, it's, it's, it's this God drum. It's, it's, they're, they're, allowing, they're allowing this word that has, that has covered and saturated their lives to not just be something that they do occasionally, but no, it, it dictates the decisions of their lives. Jews noticed. People noticed the Jews. People noticed. And there's consequences. Verse 8, 9, keep reading. For this reason, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and brought charges against the Jews. And they responded and said to Nebuchadnezzar, the king, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music is to fall down and worship the golden image. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have disregarded you. 
They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and anger, gave orders to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar responded and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready... (laughs) At the moment, you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music to fall down and worship the image that I have made very well. But if you do not worship, you will immediately be cast into the midst of the furnace blazing fire, and what God is there who can deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, We do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. What resolve... What determination, what steadfastness, what principled character these men live by. Listen, it don't matter what you say. I mean, they're standing before the king, the the literal king, Nebuchadnezzar, most powerful king to ever live. He had power over so many things. They could have had him killed immediately for, for even this statement. And yet they stand up and they say, I'm not bowing down. You know what they're saying? They're saying, we hear the music. We, we, we see where everybody else is going. We see, we see the flow of the day and how everyone else is surrendering their standards and their belief and their faith. But we ain't. Guys, the music plays every day. The music plays every day. Vast majority bow. Vast majority. Everybody. Vast majority bows. Because that's what everybody else is doing. Well, because there's consequences. Did you not hear? You could die. You could. You really could. It's one of them sermons. What do you do with this? What do you do with this? This ain't a attaboy. It's a good one, preacher. You brought it today. It's not. What do you do with that? Music's playing. Music's playing right here before us every single day of our lives, and it comes in different shapes and forms. You got young people and middle aged and young adults and married with kids, married with no kids. You got grandparents, you got seniors, you got widows, you got widowers, you got you got all over the place and, and, and the package is different. The package those guys gets, the difference in the package that, that some of you guys are going to get, it's a, it's a different package, but the music plays. And every time the music plays, the command is given to bow down to me. Nebuchadnezzar's ticked. 
I mean, he is so ticked. I made the first group make a face. I'm going to make the second group make a face. Have you ever made this kind of face? Make a snarling. What's the maddest face you can make? Ready? Go. Make it all at once. One, two, three, make it. You're like, that's so silly. No, it's biblical. Look. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath and his facial expression was altered toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The dude was ticked. He was fighting mad. He was so mad. I mean, he was just ready to... So mad. So mad. Irrationally mad. He is mad. So mad, he said, I want the fire seven times hotter. How do you make fire seven times hotter? He's just irrationally mad. He said, I I just want it so hot. He answered by giving orders to heat the furnace seven times more than it usually heated. And he commanded certain valiant warriors who were in the army to tie up, notice, tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the furnace of blazing fire. Then these men were tied up in their trousers, their coats, their caps, and their other clothes and were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace had been made extremely hot, the, fir- the flame of that fire slew those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire, still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and stood up in haste, and he said to his high officials, Was it not three men? We cast bound into the midst of the fire. And they replied to the king, Certainly, O king. And he said, Look, I see four men loosed. Not tied up. Tied up is over. Loosed. And walking about in the midst of the fire without harm. And the appearance of the fourth is like the son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace of blazing fire. And he responded and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Come out, you servants of the Most High God, and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire, no longer tied up, loose, and walking around. They came out, and the satraps, and the prefects, the governors, and the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regard to these men that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men, nor was the hair of their heads singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. Notice this statement of faith that Nebuchadnezzar made about those men. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who put their trust in him, violating the king's command, and yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or tongue that speaks anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb. Their houses reduced to rubbish heap, inasmuch as there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. Then the king called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to prosper in the province of Babylon. Guys, what makes us bow down? Fear? Fear of hurt, fear of harm, fear of abandonment, fear of 
listen, if I don't, you realize, you realize there's consequences. If you, if you don't run with that group, if you don't do what everybody else is doing, then, then you're going to be outcasted. You're going to be made fun of. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be blacklisted. The music plays all day long for every single one of us. And the world says, well, if you don't submit, if you don't surrender, if you don't bow down, then you are going to suffer. But you know where suffering is, there was Jesus. In the middle of the fire, Christ was there. In the middle of... Where was the bondage? The bondage was away from Christ. The freedom was in Christ. The bondage was what the people were putting on them. The freedom was found where Christ was in the middle of the storm. That makes no sense. Why don't you just, why don't you just bow down like everybody else is doing? Why don't you just do what everybody else is doing? Is so much easier because Christ is over there. Why don't, why don't you do, the, do it this way? Because Christ isn't there. He's in the middle of the storm. Made no sense to the disciples to get out of a perfectly good vessel, a boat, to get out on that raging water makes no sense to get out of the boat and into the storm until you realize that, hey, Christ is not in the comfort. Christ is out there in the water. Guys, this, the music plays every single day. What are you doing? What are you surrendering to? Who are you worshiping? Where's your focus? That, that, uh, that list, that inventory. I ain't talking about your neighbors. I ain't talking about your co-workers. I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about that group over there. I ain't talking about rationalizing and blaming and, and all that stuff. I'm just talking to us. I'm talking you. I'm talking us. The inventory of our own life. There's things pulling at us in every different direction. And I started out by talking about marinating in it. Allowing the truth of this book not just to be cool information that I've heard all my life. But no, this stuff rules my life. This God rules my life. This God controls and dictates me. Music plays every day. To bow down to something. To bow down to lesser. To bow down to bondage. Hmm. Have you ever noticed that? It's interesting when you stop and think about it. The bondage was out there. The freedom was in the fire. But that's such a, that's such a step of faith. Nebuchadnezzar's, Nebuchadnezzar's statement of their faith is so revealing. Church, people are watching. 
Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's command and yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own god. What are you doing? What are you doing? You know the immediate the immediate thought and it goes back to that picture. The immediate thought is well I've been doing it for so long. That's bondage. I, 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 I'm just, I'm so far gone. I, I've been doing it for so long. It's, it's just who I am. It's, I can't get out of it. it I mean, everything, my, my life is built on it from, from where I live and the group I run with. And my, think about it. Be honest, my subdivision, my, my school group, my weekend group, my, my ball group, my cheer group, my music group, my work group, my, my every group. I mean, I can't. I know, it, I know it's not right, and I, I just know it, but that's bondage. Christ isn't calling us to bondage. He's calling us to freedom. And the Son sets free is free indeed. Guys, we're not in bondage. But the music continues to play. Those three men could have chose. There's the music. Let's just drop to our faces. Let's just, let's just fake it. Hey guys, this musical hush in a little bit. Let's fake it. Let's look like everybody else and act like everybody else and, and play the game like everybody else because we don't want to get in trouble. We don't want to be called out. We don't want to be seen as different. But instead, the music played, and they're like, I ain't bowing down. Chaldeans came and saw them and said, you're not bowing down. You're going to get in trouble for that. They didn't bow down. Chaldeans come back and said, you better do it. We're going to tattletale. We're going to tell on you they didn't do it. We're going to the king today. If you don't bow down tonight, then we're going to the king tomorrow. They didn't bow down. Stood before Nebuchadnezzar himself, and Nebuchadnezzar said, Look, here's the deal. I know you're, I know you're bold and all, but the music's going to play, and you're going to bow down. And you know what they said? They said, We may die, but we ain't bowing. What resolve? What faith? Church? You walk out them doors, music plays. The choice is, do you bow? Or do you surrender your all to the one who gave everything? 